This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is Uh, with Jeffy today, triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Glenn had a tender tale of love and oh. romance. Uh, just the the sweet story about how Woodrow Wilson met his wife, the woman who faithfully stepped in and acted as de facto president when Woodrow had a stroke late in his oh. second term. Uh, he it's was a lucky story. enough to have her. Lucky enough to have her, strong woman. Who stepped in and acted as president, even though she'd not been elected as such. It's a beautiful story. And here it is for you. So now we go to 1913. And guess who's just become the president of the United States? Blinky. And uh, he goes to the White House. And he meets with President Taft, who I think is the fat one with the bathtub, right? That was Taft, wasn't it? I think so. So... The fat guy with the bathtub, he's meeting with Woodrow Wilson, and he introduces him to somebody that will change Woodrow Wilson's life, make him do a big the White House physician. Nobody knows that Woodrow Wilson is um, sick. And Taft had liked Grayson. He was the, um, the physician on the presidential yacht, uh, the Mayflower. Um, and then Taft said, he's great because I've gotten stuck in the bathtub a couple of times and he put cocoa butter on me and I, he slipped me out. It's great. He knows what he's doing. And so Wilson likes him. Um, and Grayson likes him because he was a progressive and saw him as a man of science, a man of learning, and a man of action. And uh, so Grayson becomes a close confidant the physician at the White House becomes a close, relied upon confidant of the president. Grayson, at the same time that Wilson was seeing, I can trust this man, Grayson was noticing, I don't think the president is in tip-top health. He's always complaining of stomach ailments and he's always got headaches and he's always exhausted. And, and so Grayson 
you know, um, did what every doctor does, which I think, because I've heard it from, have you tried exercising? No, I haven't tried exercising. Look at me. Do I look like somebody who's tried exercising? No. Don't say it again, or I'll find another doctor. He says, you should exercise. Man, when I die, I'm going to have a conversation with God about that whole exercise thing. But um, you should exercise, and you should go on long horseback rides, which is not exercise, I just like to point out. And he says, you, you, have to, you have to go out, get some fresh air, exercise. He's getting so sick that he's taken the doctor with him to church. So people must have been really quite stupid. I mean, you're going to church with your wife and your physician? Oh, okay. So he's going to church all the time. But it turns out that it's not Woodrow that gets sick. It's Ellen his wife. Now, they said that she also had nervous exhaustion. So she has been carrying the weight of the family, carrying the weight of Woodrow. She's got kidney disease now, and she doesn't make it. She dies um, in 1914. Now, have we ever had a president? I mean, not in our lifetime. Um, I don't know how many presidents have lost a spouse, um, but Woodrow Wilson did. And I would imagine that that took a toll on the nation. Maybe it didn't back then as much as it does now, but here's this couple that had been together for a long time, raised daughters, and, and now she passes away and... Um, He's single, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he is, he's not exactly what you would call um, a good guy. When she was really sick, he said, you know what, honey? Uh, doctor says we both need to rest. So why don't you stay here? I'm going to the Bahamas or Bermuda. Oh, okay, thanks, Woody. So he goes to the beach. And now just picture this in your mind. Slow motion, Woodrow Wilson walking down on the beach. Good luck, right? He meets somebody there, Mary Peck. Oh my, ooh, you're so tall and lanky and creepy looking. And um, she falls in love with him, he falls in love with her, and they become pin pals. You know what, we should publish on glenbeck.com, we should put some of those letters because <laughs> They're beautiful. <clears throat> so he continues to be the president and go on and mourn for his wife and, of course, <laughs> go to church because he's a good church-going guy. But now he's on the prowl for a new wife. <laughs> I mean, my wife has been dead for like three weeks. <laughs> when do I have to stop mourning? He is introduced to Edith Galt. She's a friend of Wilson's cousin, who is still dressed in black and mourning and living in Washington, D.C. And Wilson is like, psst, who's the hot Edith, babe? And 
Grace and the doctors, like, uh, that's a friend of, that's a friend of mine. Oh, well, I wouldn't mind it if she stopped by the White House where I could meet her. She happens to pop by the White House with, with um, Wilson's cousin, and they're introduced. And he, she describes that they had come in and uh, he and Grayson, Wilson and Grayson had just been golfing. He golfed more than President Obama, like an extraordinary amount of golfing. Like he had to play like three games a day practically, but that's a different story. He had just called, from, come back from the golf course and Edith later described him as looking like he has, was dressed in golf clothing that a blind man had made. So he's extra hot at this moment. And he walks up. Hi, I'm Woodrow Wilson. Oh, you're dreamy. And it's love at first sight. And um, he says, why don't you come around sometime? I could tell you boring stories and be kind of spooky as I leer at you. And uh, so they decide to have lunch. Uh, they have more lunches. Um, and um, he decides to propose. Now, Wilson was born into a family in Virginia. And um, he was born into a family that, you know, was in the clan, but who wasn't back then, right? Am I right? And so <clears throat> I'm just guessing, you know, on the wedding list, he wasn't asking for sheets. His family had a lot of them. Um, and so they decide to get married. She's a little, um, she's in some ways a little spooky and perhaps even more spooky than um, than he is in some of his beliefs. Remember, this is the progressive era, so they're they're weeding out the undesirables. Um, he invites Edith to see a new movie premiere, and it's the it's the premiere of a brand new movie, and it is epic. It is the first big big screen adventure, and it's called Birth of a Nation. And Woodrow Wilson is going to impress Edith by telling her, you know what, this is inspired on my work because I wrote a five-volume series that is so exciting on American history. And it tells in volume five the history of the Ku Klux Klan. And I don't know if you know this, Edith, but they were good guys. They were the heroes of the South. Uh, no, that sounds okay. <laughs> they go to the premiere, and it's the first movie ever to be shown in the White House. And it's D.W. Griffith, and everybody loves it, and racism is alive and well in the White House. He said it was like writing um, history with lightning. And his only regret his only regret in writing it is that it's just all so terribly true. He is the guy who is trying to boost the Klan's numbers 
because he has just resegregated the military. He has also resegregated the government. If you were working, if you were black and you were working in the government with white people, he put a stop to it. Well, Edith gets a package, and in it is a book, one of Wilson's favorites. And if you really want to ever woo a woman, men, listen up. You send her notes of rural life in France in peace and war. She thought, this guy is dreamy. I've got to catch him before he gets away. She was flattered, probably bored to tears, but flattered. And he invited her to the White House where he said, it's time to get really serious and marry me. She said, <laughs> no, because she was concerned that it was going to hurt his you know, credibility with the American people because it had only been about a year since his wife died. Um, and he was supposed to still be in mourning. He asks her to marry him. He pops down on one knee on the portico and no one's around. And he says, oh, Edith, Edith, I love you. And um, she is trying to act surprised. She knows what's, I mean, you don't get a romantic book, a hot, steamy book like that and not know this guy is ready to propose. And she says, well, well I don't know, Woodrow. He said, I need you. She said, well, you're still kind of mourning your wife. He says, I know, but Edith, I need you. Well, if I must give you an answer tonight, then the answer must be no. He says, well, you don't have to answer tonight, but don't answer me tonight. Think about it for a while. She was, she was holding out, I think, because not only was he still supposed to be in mourning, but there was also some people around that she didn't like. Um, House, Colonel Edward House, which is a huge name in the progressive world. Really, really bad guy. Um, uh, he was a good friend of Woodrow Wilson. And she knew she better make friends with House and try to win him over. So she invited him to tea. And they sat there for a while and she was smart enough to kind of make this House's idea somehow or another. She knew that House could derail the whole thing and she was concerned about how the DC society ladies would think about this, the press and the, the daughters of Woodrow Wilson, who, I mean, Ellen's still, you know, she's barely cold in her grave. And here's Wilson proposing. House says to her, I think, I think what this president is going to do, I'm not making this up, will be one of the greatest things since the coming of Christ. Wow. He's not, he's not too high on uh, Woodrow Wilson. And he says, and he needs a strong woman standing next to him. And it's your destiny to hold in the palm of your hand the weal or the woe of the country. And 
I believe, Edith, you have the potential to help him be the great man of destiny he needs to be. Edith smiled and said, oh, well, if you really think so. And they're married. Edith drove around the, um, the city. She finally ended up at the um, White House. So they get in the car and um, House drops her off and then he goes to the White House. He knows exactly what's going on, but he also knows Edith is dangerous and he doesn't approve. Nothing has changed for House. So he goes back and he says to Wilson's staff, who's Mary Peck? Now, Mary Peck is the woman from Bermuda. He said, we need to tell the president that all of his letters to Mary Peck, which are, ugh, are going to be exposed, that Mary is going to expose all of those things. And she's gonna, she's, th she's threatening to sell them to the highest bidder. And you can't do anything. Because if you get married, <laughs> if those things are exposed, well, Woodrow Wilson, heard that argument and was mainly concerned about Edith. And he went to Edith and he said, I have to tell you, I've, I've been a dirtbag. I'm still a dirtbag, but I've been a dirtbag. I wrote these horrible you know, letters, but we never did anything. We're just friends. Um, and she believes him. And so he says, doesn't matter if they come out. I was in mourning. Maybe you could say I was a lunatic temporarily. I mean, it seemed to be going around. Um, and I'm going to get married. So they get married. And this is where we begin our tale of the first lady and the first woman president. Triple Uh Fascinating story about uh, Edith and Woodrow Wilson. It was actually. I, I love that Interesting. story. And, and yeah. it gets better too as, as you know becoming the first female president. Yeah, because very few uh, people know about her. Yeah, uh, and know, know what happened after he had very a stroke. Deceitful. Oh yeah. Yes. Very deceitful. And then she we... ran the country for the last two years of his administration. Right. Crazy. One Crazy. thing we did learn though. Uh, in that story, uh, she was a looker. She, she was a looker. I mean, it's no why, wonder he fell yeah. head over heels later. Even, even in, even, even when he Woodrow Yum. was supposed to still be in mourning. Uh, <laughs> Too bad she can't replace wife, Megyn Kelly. Because whoa, right? I mean, would people love that? That right there is a good look. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I love that look. That's a I, great I truly look. Don't mind that look. Actually, I kind of like it. It's uh, it's stylish, with and the, and the Woodrow is uh, looking. Woodrow's the man with the top hat. In addition to creepy, uh, very stylishly creepy, and uh, <laughs> so she but is. A matter of she fact, she is. Uh, 
She's a babe. She is something. A little pheasant hat mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. it is. I will say, photos of that time. Uh, they don't do a lot of people justice. No, they really don't. So they don't that, do a lot that of people justice. However, help. I will say that there have been some photos from that time that were, you know, considered um, considered uh, pornography of the time, of the day. Those like, aren't bad. Anyway, go ahead, Pat. All right. I, I don't know what it is you're talking about, but okay. Um, meanwhile, um, interesting story about a woman who was broadcasting um, live on Facebook. She was doing Facebook Live. And she collapsed. And apparently people could tell she was seriously in trouble. And eventually thousands of people were watching and almost nobody did anything. Wow. For 25 minutes they watched this woman die. Um, uh, and as the woman's father said, it's amazing for somebody to sit there and see somebody or hear them take their last breath and, and nobody does anything. Well, what is there? Uh, what, and I'm know. not sure if people thought it was a, a gag. Right. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe people just didn't realize it was real. I mean, her uncle who watched the video reported she collapsed a few minutes in and he could hear her struggle to breathe mm -hmm. while her infant son screamed. Um, word gets out quick in social media. So, you know, thousands started tuning into the stream. But, uh, you know, 30 minutes later, a Which friend arrived creepy. to help. I mean, what? what what do you do? You well, send a message to somebody to say, "Hey, somebody's dying on Facebook. You got to see this." You should see. Yeah, you should check That's this out. That's really creepy. That's really macabre. Uh, it's looking at an accident, right? It's slowing I, down I to look guess, at an accident. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what people. Now, you're right. First of all, you're absolutely right, and I don't know that. Um, I don't know that I would tune in for long. Uh, if I, once I got, you know, once I saw the message, saw if you tuned in at all, it would be just maybe see if it's real. And if you thought yeah. it was real, you would hopefully. Yeah. But what do you, what do, you do? But what do you do? You don't know. I don't know. If you, you know, don't know where she lives, I don't know what you, you do. You don't know where, where I, she I don't lives. Know. I don't know. Finally, a friend showed up 30 minutes uh, after this all began, and it was too late. She was already gone by then. I mean, I guess Sad. I guess you I guess you direct message uh, Facebook and say, hey, this with you know direct message Facebook with the link, and they could you know contact the number but by that time in you know she's yeah she's, she's gone yeah. how do you how do you tune into something when you're not friends or following the person can you still Hit the link sure yeah? Yeah, yeah so if somebody sends you a link you have to somebody sure, has you could say you follow you know hey check out what they're doing on pat gray's page so i go to your page yeah but mine's public so you could do that but well for yeah, but a, like she a was streaming person. her little show or whatever right? okay yeah so it must be she wanted people it was to public watch. as well yeah uh, okay um Speaking of uh, people dead and dying, uh, the question now in Hollywood is because of Carrie Fisher's oh, death yeah. and the upcoming Star Wars movies, and she was supposed to be starring in them, what do they do now? Is it okay to CGI somebody into I mean, your movie? That was movie? a big deal before Carrie was uh, homeboy from Hunger Games, right? Uh, Mr. Heroin Overdose, where they CGI'd him in the Hunger right. Games. Right, uh, right. You know, that was, the, that was the deal, right? And he, uh -huh. so, I mean, it's... Yeah, and they're getting better and better at it. Yes, I mean you look yes, at shows are. and shows are honing it down. I mean shows in particular like The Walking Dead are uh, cutting edge on the CGI. And the new and they're getting better and better and better. The new at Star it. Wars uh, Rogue One has t right two uh, examples of really that good CGI. Good. Yeah, yeah you, that's you, pretty good. I, I, you know, I don't know if I was just not paying attention. Maybe I was too tired to notice. <laughs> I, I was like, how do they do that? No, nah, it was something like and that. And my son's afterward. Well, yeah, it was CGI, Dad. Right. Like, wow, Maybe. that was really good CGI. That was really good. Because uh, 
she looked great. And I thought, I thought the general of the Death Star, the same bad guy from the Death Star in 1977, <laughs> same guy looking the same way, has been Man, dead for 22 years. He's had years. a lot of plastic surgery. That's what I was thinking. I don't know if that guy's like made a pact with Satan or has he had plastic surgery. He looks great. He's been dead for 22 years. <laughs> the whole, his whole performance was CGI. I, how, and then they, how did they do the voice? It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing it to me. I, the technology is incredible. So, anyway, the, the death of Carrie Fisher has kind of reignited this, this debate. Should, should Hollywood bring actors back from the dead with CGI? Um, uh, that potential raises moral and ethical questions. Is it explo- exploitative? to capitalize on the likeness of a deceased actor? Should the family retain control over such usage and share in any profit? I, I would say probably yes. Well, I mean, of course, you know, the answers are going to differ depending on the circumstances. Everybody's, everybody's going to be, uh, well, how long has she been dead? Does, who does the voice? Has she already, did she sign the deal? I mean, Carrie had the deal right for uh, three more movies and one was already <laughs> done, you said. So there was, I still, thought so anyway. There's yeah. still one missing, right, mm-hmm. from her deal. Um, so, you know, you just, you're not sure what, what you're, how you're going to answer and what the deal is. So while. They've the, done this with Paul Walker, though, too, haven't they? Yes. Didn't they do this with Paul Walker in one of the uh, Fast and Furious movies? Yes. Yeah. yeah, oh, they, yeah so, I mean, it, it's not unprecedented. And and now this is really going to be interesting to see what they do with Carrie Fisher because they used her in, in Rogue One. And they used the other guy in Rogue One who's been dead for a really long time. So the answer is, I guess, yes, they continue to exploit them. Absolutely. Why not? And, you Don't know, they? look, the families are not going to the families are going to say, you know, let's see. Will I continue to get mom's eight hundred and fifty million dollars for this part? Or will I have a... Yeah, you could sue Disney, though, if they don't pay you. And I I don't know if maybe that's the issue. Do you go ahead and pay the family and and avoid litigation? Yeah, isn't... And I'm sure the Hollywood Screen Actors Guild, uh, you know, and all the Hollywood unions have some... I don't know if they have. ...what the deal is with the CGI as far as... uh, um, Because they couldn't use... Remember they had the big deal... Uh, Stu always talks about Back to the Future, where they had the guy look like the guy, and he yeah. sued and got the money. Right, right, because yeah. the, the world thought it was him. Right, so you got it. And I would say, so what? It I wasn't too. you. I, that's wasn't the way I would feel you. too. It wasn't you. So what? If, Get if, over yourself. If I'm the judge in that case, the guy gets nothing. But it was Crispin Glover. Or something. No way. He walks right. away. Right. He yeah. Won. Won he, he did win, and I think it was millions. So. I mean, what happens in the CGI? Do you do it? Do you do it and not pay? Do you do it or you just write it off? It's going to be really interesting. It is. It's going to be fascinating. Star Wars is supposed to continue now for a long time. Oh. You know, with J.J. Abrams and and Disney, and uh, they're going to keep milking this thing. Oh, why not? (laughs) Why not? uh, 888-727-BACK. More of Pat and Stu with Jeffy coming up. Star Wars 852. Planet X. Why not? Like you said, why not? (laughs)
and welcome to Pat and Stu. Uh, here's 10 scientifically proven ways you can stick to your New Year's resolution. Oh, wait no, a minute. Scientifically proven. This is science. Really? This is not speculation. These, these have been tested by scientists. You know, it's like, it's like the ice in the Arctic, which is going to melt. That's been specifically <laughs> tested by scientists. And they found that there is no ice any longer in the Arctic. So Gone. Gone. That's why so many Gone. people have drowned already on the East Coast. Right? If you Gone. were wondering, that's why. Um, all right. But number one, to feel, feel more fulfilled, uh, volunteer. People who volunteer as little as two hours each week report greater happiness, a sense of purpose, and increased health. I believe that's probably true, and it's scientifically proven. So that'll help you keep a resolution. Volunteer. Number two. Mm-hmm. To increase discipline, reduce activation effort. I have no idea what that means. I don't understand. I'm all about reducing activation effort. Yes. Altogether, no problem. The author of The Happiness Advantage discovered that just 20 extra seconds of activation effort, the energy it takes to get started, is enough to cause most people not to do an activity. He found that if we reduce the time it takes to do something new by 20 seconds, such as moving the guitar next to the couch instead of hiding it away in the closet, he was more likely to do it every day. Aha! Mm. So I'm not mm. supposed to keep my exercise equipment in the in the garage covered up with a blanket. Right, because it's too far to it. walk out there. And, and you can't you know, always take stuff off it and mm-hmm. move it and get the blankets out. Cause Have it right you there know me, I mean, you. I've got like a gym. Buried in my garage under, oh, sure. under blankets sure you and do. boxes and I'm stuff. And sure if I could only, you do. If I only would just get that stuff out of there, that would reduce my activation effort. And I could... Yeah. Uh, and just 20 seconds will do it. Right. Uh, Jeffy, and you'll, you'll be saving. on your way to it's a, science. a healthy it's science, body yeah. in no time. Uh, number three, <laughs> to, to be more creative, make art when you're happy. Right. Contrary to the popular notion that tortured artists make the best art, a recent study... In the Journal of Nature, found a link between increased creativity and positive emotions. So be See? happy, and then you'll do that art project. See? Isn't that wonderful? So if your New Year's resolution is to be an artist this year, just do it when you're happy. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, number four. Mm-hmm. To be more productive. Yeah. Take more breaks. Okay. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm taking a Take break right more now. more breaks. That's right. Do less to do more. Wow. A study in the Journal of Applied Psychology, and who doesn't have oh, a copy of the Journal of Applied every Psychology, copy. Every found copy. that frequent short breaks mm. that begin as early as a couple of hours after you begin work are most effective mm-hmm. at refreshing employees. Mm-hmm. Overwork, mm-hmm. overwork, Pat. Leads to exhaustion, if I'm not mistaken. It, you are absolutely correct. And it right. increases in, in stress hormones, which can create cycles of burnout. Which is why oh, we're yeah. so burned out right now, because we've been doing this for five consecutive <laughs> hours with no breaks at all. You don't wow. know how you, you, had, you have no me. idea. To work five hours a day, what it takes out of you. you with no breaks at all. Well, not, I mean, not, there's breaks. I mean, there's, there's commercial sure, breaks. Sure, commercials, that top of the hour, break. bottom of the hour. But really, I mean, really, I mean we're still know. here. Right. So that doesn't That's really right. count as a break. Number five, to experience greater happiness, travel more. Oh, right. I think of that. Go to Europe, you know, have some fun. Research shows we're happier when we spend our money on experiences and travel. 
versus obtaining material things. It does? Mm -hmm. That's what it shows. Number six, to quit smoking. Don't go at it alone. No, that's silly. Also, don't pick up and light a cigarette. (laughs) Try that. If you do that, you you, you wouldn't have to quit. Right. Well, that'd be stupid. Right. Well, it's, but no, but you, you don't. You don't. You won't. You don't want to smoke it anymore. So you don't pick one up and smoke it. How about trying that? <laughs> but you're addicted. The cigarette companies have put poison. In That's there true. That addicted your body. And, That's true. And you can't, Over a hundred different poisons. And you can't quit because they've, yeah, they've right. made you addicted. That's right. And when you quit, your body goes into so much withdrawal that so you have to. You have mm-hmm. to smoke more because mm-hmm. it's that's the way it is. Okay. Um, but this improves apparently uh, the the quit rate by as much as fifty to seventy. Yeah, with, yeah. With no you therapy. Don't do it alone. Yeah, yeah, the counseling programs and the cognitive behavioral therapy are the most effective ways to ensure you can quit. Look, I now did you not, did you or did you not quit smoking recently? They include winning off cigarettes through nicotine gum, nasal sprays, patches, or lozenges. Uh, you can Obviously, do all that, you did not successfully quit about? smoking. Is that what you're telling me? Now, what you can do, one of the things. Because I know that you were trying to quit smoking. Two methods together, and, uh-huh. you might be a mega quitter. Mm-hmm. So no, you didn't quit smoking. I'm just telling you how to do this, what you want to do for New Year's is science. <laughs> and they are scientifically proven. And what, you know, you, right? can have, you can get electronic cigarettes now. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get and how many to, of those things you did some, you do to you quit smoking? Some, you get some vapors, you know, you get the yeah. vapes. No, we know what you vape. can do. I'm, I'm looking for specifically what you did to quit smoking. I stopped smoking. Uh-huh. Well, that's what I did. I stopped smoking cigarettes. Now, did you really? Smoking. Did you actually? For some time. <laughs> for 15, 20 minutes? I, kind I, of didn't, time? I didn't follow yeah, okay. the complete science guideline here. Good for you. Way to go. Uh-huh. Until you the next get cigarette. Get off my back. Okay. Here's <laughs> another way. Here's another way we can both enjoy. Uh, to lose You're weight, not fight over that. stop focusing on weight. To lose weight, stop focusing right? on weight. That's now, a, that's actually a good. You're saying, what are you talking about, Pat? I got to, I got to spend more money not to go bankrupt. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm exactly saying. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Biden. <laughs> Take out all the mirrors in your house. Focusing on how much you weigh can defeat the process of trying to lose weight. I really believe this is true. Uh, according to an unlikely source, a neuroscientist, Sandra Arnold, uh, author of Why Diets Make Us Fat, she asserts, asserts that our brains control our body weight at a set point within 10 to 15 pounds. I really think that's true, too, because if, if I just eat what I want uh, and I, I don't try to watch what I'm eating, I'll wind up at the same fatness as I always do, within 10 or 15 pounds. <laughs> you know, just the same I fatness that I was yeah. at the last time Look, I stopped I, caring. And I just wind up, because my body just stops at about that point. I never get to like 900 pounds. I'm always around 600. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that's my point, right? There, yeah. I mean, there is a point. There, there is, is a break point, point where your body just, you've got a certain metabolism and your body yeah. metabolizes the fat to a certain rate. And then after that, you know, you're, you're just going to be, you're just going to be that fat. Yeah. I mean, that. And it takes a lot of effort to get thinner. And then right. and then if you want to stay thinner, then you have to you have to completely it change your work. habits. And it's, it's work. work. And nobody wants to do it. It's work. But and your body does I think your brain really I think she's right. And I think your brain really does kind of control uh, your your body weight. It kind of thinks you need to be a certain weight. Uh, because it's hardwired for survival. Brain perceives diets as a threat to survival. We and, know that. And then increases stress true. hormones, 
which are also linked to increased weight gain. Uh, she says to concentrate on a slow and steady regime of regular exercise, good food choices, and stress reduction. Now, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just, right now, I'm just kind of paying attention to eating less. And, Are you? Yes. And I'm not, I'm not doing any sort of, like, gym stuff, like exercise. <laughs> I'm not getting crazy. But no, I'm walking uh, multiple times a week. I get out and walk or jog a little you bit. You cardio up? Uh, are you, are a little you, bit. Are you walking with very some, little bit? Because it, you know, I'm I'm working into that because I'm so out of shape right now. <laughs> I don't want to keel over dead immediately. Now you'll so keel I'm over building up to that. But I I'm definitely uh, trying to watch what I eat a little bit. And and I'm just gonna not worry about it. And then over time, see what happens. Well, actually, and you know? that's good, right? I mean, I think that's so. the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. So you're supposed to, you know, you it's supposed to be a slow process. And that's what she's saying. You're not supposed yeah. to, you're not supposed to, like, you didn't gain, I didn't gain the 550 pounds overnight. Mm-hmm. And but you're I want to lose, lose it overnight. I want to lose it overnight. You want to, but you're not going to. And, and that's what's so disheartening. And most people don't have the willpower to do what, for instance, um, uh, Pendulette did, which was to lose 100 pounds in I mean, 100 I, days. I lost over 100 pounds. Not in 100 days. No, uh, six months, eight, seven months, something like that. Okay, so he did it in about half that time. But a pound a day for a a, a hundred days is pretty impressive. Yeah, no, what you did was impressive too. But it it is hard. It is hard, and there are Mm -hmm. ways to do it. And the one of the one of the ways is is you have great success when you decide to do it and you go all in. Mm -hmm. That's the point that you win. It's hard to get all in. in. Correct. And then once you get all in, it's good, but. You really do have to find a way to make a lifestyle change and not fall back to the old lifestyle change because choices do have consequences. And the choices Thank of, you, Mr. Benefast. Good morning, choices, everyone. The choices of, <laughs> hey, I will have this <laughs> half gallon true. of ice cream today. I know, that's true. Yeah. Also affect when you say no, uh-huh. when you say yes, and also, I mean, both sides work. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. That's right. And it creeps up on you. It's, it's, it's also amazing how just saying no to that extra bowl of ice cream a night or that one bowl of ice cream that you think you have to have, if you don't have it, that'll make a huge difference. Just not doing that has well, made a huge difference. Well, now you're talking crazy. I know that. I mean, now you're talking. I mean, my gosh, it's crazy. Man, turn your mic off. Are you telling people not to have the second well, bowl you of replace, ice cream? Well, what you do is you replace the ice cream with pudding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's better. Okay. All right. All right so you have see. one bowl of ice cream and then a, a, a nice helping of okay, pudding. Good. So uh, there's, uh, that was number, uh, number seven. Number eight, that to save more money, restrict your access. Mm. You just don't want to have access to your money. You make it harder to take out money, you save more money. Yeah. I don't like doing that. I don't either. I don't like doing that. That's a dumb idea. <laughs> to form new habits, uh, give them more time to stick. And that, that's a good one, too, because gonna, there's going to be pitfalls. Of course. You know, you're going to stumble along and the way. And you've got to be able, just like, the, just like the weight loss and just like everything else, I mean, there's got to be a time that you, when you fail and you don't say, oh, my gosh, I failed, so I'm going to go eat three pizzas. Yeah, and don't two beat yourself up over it. And gain 8,000 pounds. Right. You've got to be okay with it, which is what your mm-hmm. slow process is, actually. Exactly. Be okay with it, because if you're working your body properly, the day that you ate three pizzas and four gallons of ice cream, the next few days your body's going to go, dude, mm-hmm. easy. 
Mm-hmm. Easy. And you but you got to learn to fast. listen to your body, you know? Yeah. And then you have to say, okay, I'm not going to do that again for a, right. a, a long time. Well, that, but that's your body telling you, don't do it. Right. Take it easy. Relax. Right. And then, of course, an obvious secret here uh, <laughs> to end this up, choose a resolution that doesn't require willpower. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. (laughs) If you just want to be weak, do something that doesn't require strength. Uh, That's kind of what they're saying. The secret to successfully following through on any of these resolutions is to start with those that don't require willpower. I mean, that's that's seriously. Yeah. But what would that be? Like, um, almost everything that you want to do to improve yourself involves willpower, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point. Even the ones with you... That you're saying, I, I'm going to save 20 seconds and have the guitar next to me, which means I'll practice more and I'll play more because I don't have to go upstairs and get it out of the... That's still willpower. Yeah, the ones that don't involve willpower are kind of the jokey ones like they were talking about on the radio yesterday when people called us and said, I, I've resolved not to climb yeah. Mount Everest this year yeah. and every year for the last five, and that's working. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> more bad too. With Jeffy coming happy up in a Happy New set. Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Really wants some ice cream. That's really helpful. I'm starving right now. With Jeffy, uh, here's 25 things that turned 25 in 2017. Pretty unbelievable. It really is. I was just just looking down this list. Uh, Thing number one, Wayne's World. Now, I can believe that because that seems like an early 90s thing, right? Yeah, it's pretty dated when you see it. Pretty dated. Although... Pretty, yeah, pretty long ago. Been a long time. It feels it yeah. feels like Wayne's World was a long time ago. Because I don't think my kids would know what Wayne's World is. No, for the most part. So no, not really. And, and it feels like a long. I mean, some of the stuff. Yeah. Some of the stuff like uh, the first text message. Twenty five years. That I mean, doesn't seem like that long. No, ago. it doesn't. That twenty five years different ago than for Wayne's a text World. message. I I was not aware of text messages twenty five years ago. I'll say that. I I wasn't aware of them. I was aware of. Of the what the beeper where you could type in the numbers. Yeah, for you hello? type in the number and hello. hello. Oh yeah, I got to check in with my service, <laughs> and then you'd have to find a payphone and call somebody. Remember that? Yeah. But a no. text message. Barney and Friends is twenty-five. Wow. This year, twenty-five. And of course, we have to do the wow. We have to do the uh, make sure that when we mention Barney and Friends, we have to make sure that we do the obligatory. <laughs> it's obligatory. That was filmed, filmed here, here in this building. In fact, the Barney tree <laughs> is still in the building. They're okay. All right. Thank you. Thank You're you, Jeffy. Uh, number four, the Mall of America is 25 years old. Uh, that seems about right to me. Boy. And, you know, we were just talking about this last night. My uh, The malls. The malls are, you might as well write those things off. Malls? Indoor malls, especially here, I mean, they are dying. Sorry, to, I haven't been sorry to, one to tell in a while. you, uh, DFW, but uh, yes, hmm. uh, a couple of the malls that are close to uh, the area that I live uh, are. You give it up. Hmm. Give it up. Close it down. I, I haven't close them down. been to a mall in a while, so just close them down. I've got no reason to go to a mall anymore. Why? Almost everything we buy is on Amazon now. I, 
So no wonder the malls are going out of business. <laughs> I mean, uh, my I wife. Makes sense. I, I think I, I think I paid for our set from Overstock mm-hmm. with other purchases. So mm-hmm. thank you, Overstock. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. But that and Amazon, man, that's right to your house. Yeah. Why do I need to go to the mall? Uh, Cartoon Network turns 25 this year. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wolfstein 3D. I don't know what that is. Wolfstein 3D. Do you know what that is? I do not. Never heard of that. I do not. The Dream Team? Yes, that on, seems man. like 25 years that ago. That seems like longer, actually. <laughs> Dr. Dre's The Chronic? I don't know what that is either. <laughs> Dr. Dre's The, the Chronic? chronic? I, I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. How are we I, super unhip or what? You are. Uh, <laughs> the USDA Food Pyramid? 25 years old. I thought that came out of like the 40s. <laughs> I thought so, too. <laughs> Euro Disney is that kidding still me? exist? Oh yeah, and uh, they just opened a new one, right? Huh. In in uh, Japan? In, uh, no. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Japan. The Congo? Yes, they have the Angola? brand new in, in, in Disney Angola. Angola. Yes, Disney is, uh, Angola is beautiful. Uh, beautiful this beautiful, time of year, yeah. especially. They, they started. They opened up a new section uh, just in honor of Harambe. <laughs> Super Mario Kart uh, is 25 years ago. Wow. IBM ThinkPad, 25 years old. The JPEG file format. Send you a JPEG. Wow. About the nicotine patch is also 25 years old. The Elvis stamp is 25 years old. What? The Elvis stamp vote. You like that, man. It tastes like a peanut butter and nanners. Uh, yeah, first of all, don't like, be man. messing with the king. Uh, okay. the, the Muppet Christmas Carol, 25 years old. That does seem like it's been a long time. It does. The I, Freddie I like Mercury. What's that? I like it. I like the Muppet. Yeah, yeah, Christmas I do Carol. too. But I mean, it does seem that old. Yeah. The Freddie Mercury tribute concert for kids awareness or for, for AIDS, AIDS awareness. awareness. Yeah. Wow, that does that seems like long, longer than that ago. Sorry about, sorry, Freddie, but Guns and Roses November Rain. Anything Guns and Roses seems like 80s to me now. So I can believe that's at least so that would be 25, 25 years. <laughs> at least. I mean, yeah. like Guns N' Roses, does that seem like today? Yes. That doesn't no, seem does like not. today to me. No way. No way. The Bodyguard uh-huh. and its record-breaking soundtrack, Pat. Jay Leno's hosting gig on The Tonight Show. Yes. Wow. Miley Cyrus. That was 25 years ago, Jay yeah. Leno. Miley Cyrus, apparently 25 this year. Nick Jonas. Wow. A uh, bunch of other little celebrity Selena punks. Gomez turning 25. Wow. wow. Uh, Weezer. Um, and the joint declaration ending the Cold War. I was just going to say the last. Where you, it the Cold War. feels like it's about time now.